Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. guys, I'm Bug Eyes, and I'll be reviewing a movie today. I'll be reviewing The Grunge which is the unrated extended director's cut loaded with special features. You got the latest scenes, and you also got two short movies from the director. Kind of like side stories through the grunge. Um, feature commentary, um, behind the scenes, the usual. But um, it's been a long time I see this movie. You can also check out my counterpart, Bronx Loco, as he reviewed the Juon series 1 and 2. As for the American version of the grunge, this is one of those moments when I gotta say that this is a fine American remake. Let's say if you see this movie first and did not see the Juon, you might think this is American, that the American made it first before the Japanese. That's how much they made the movie they own. Of course, they took similar, similar parts from the original Japanese version, Juon, and added this in the grunge where we see some similar scenes but also got some new scenes which like I say make it their own I feel like this is a very well done American horror I mean excuse me a horror remake of a Japanese original <coughs> excuse me even bug eyes get allergic must be Keiko or Kayako I love her I love Kayako I love you know, let me tell you what this ghost movie is about. It's pretty much about this woman who's obsessed with this guy, the school teacher. Yeah, sorry for ruining the. F this does contain spoilers, fast forward spoilers. <laughs> but this obsessed bitch was obsessed with a school teacher. The husband found out that she was in love with someone else, and the husband got jealous, so he, he killed the bitch. But then he killed the cat and killed his own son, and then hung himself. Yeah, that's fucked up. But the movie starts out just like how the original starts out. A social work, like a wealth social worker, like a house care worker, takes care of this old lady. Um, pretty much, she goes into the haunted house, and whoever goes inside the haunted house ends up being carrying the cursed energy of Kayako, and how she died of a violent death. And um, people start dying one by one or disappearing. It was just about this ghost. It's like when she takes you out. Like, where does she take you, like, when you just disappear, like, just disappear? I just always wanted to know that, you know what I'm saying, guys? And gals. And bitches. But anyway, it, it's kind of interesting. What makes this ghost movie so hot to me is that this ghost is a very dangerous ghost. This ghost could kill you any day, any time when it wants to. Day, night, afternoon. You could be sleeping, you could have a group of friends, you could have a big party. And she'll kill you by front of a people if she wanted to. Matter of fact, she'll take your friends with you with you too, also. Can't go she don't fucking play. This ghost don't play. 
Now, when I first saw this movie, I was scared because, you know, it, it kind of gave us, like, unexpected scares. The, the Japanese version was good, but I feel like the American remake was much more better, in my opinion, of, when it comes to the two original version. I feel like it had more bumps, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you see it the first time around, but when you see it the second time around, you'll be like, okay, you, you, it doesn't, does not affect you because you prepared for it now. You know what I'm saying? But I advise you to see this movie at nighttime. And see this movie with people who never saw this movie, so you can get their reaction. But, but as Bug Eyes say, you got the welfare worker, you got different chapters about the flashback of the house, about the family, of the American family moving to the house, how the mother got affected, how the husband and wife couple died from Keiko, what the experience is, the sister of the husband of the American family moved to the house, what her, how she, how Keiko, Keiko go after her, you got the police detective that investigate the house, and he found out how his friends, how his friends died and one of them disappeared because whoever entered the house, and he ended up becoming the victim of the house, so when he went back and burned the house, then you get climax ending with Sam Shigella, has to go back into the house because her boyfriend decided to do research in the house. And while the fuck was inside the haunted house, you know what I'm saying? So he has to go so she has to go inside the haunted house to try to save him. And then she says she's in the flashback of King Echo's past, how she um, was obsessed with the professor, you know, and she she's the flashback scenes. Um all in all this movie to me was good. I feel like it was a really good horror remake in my opinion. Um a lot of people have problems with remakes, but fuck them. I'm talking about for myself. I enjoy this one. And I also enjoy the others after that. I'll get to that next on my next video blog. Anyway, peace guys. And I hope you enjoy Bug Eyes, my review. Also enjoy Bronx Loco. And you guys will check out the original self. Who who I really was without the glasses and without the mask. Well, find out. I am made a mystery. Bug Eyes, say see you later. Boys and girls. Guys and gals and bitches. Oh my Keiko. I will be talking about The Grunge 2. And this is also unrated director's cut. Guys, this is my type of woman. The only woman football guys. Anyway, like the first movie and the sequels and the original before that. It goes with chapters, right? Now, I, I don't think Juan, the Lunch 2 ever remake Juan 2. The only thing that was similar from this to Juan 2 was, if you remember Juan 2, wait a minute, that was on Juan 1, my mistake. Pretty much, the Lunch 2 was an original on its own, again, as the American remake, well, as the American version make the series their own. Now, let's track backtrack what I'm trying to say. Remember Juan Part One, not part two, my mistake. Juan Part One, when you had the two schoolgirls that followed the the other schoolgirl as the last victim. Well you got the two high school girl two high school girls dead pretty much following the victim with this one. But that's just one of the stories. Um it's in three chapters. It starts with the sister of Shadow Michelle Gala character going to Japan to get her back to bring her back to the US. You know, um, she has her own family drama issues with her mom. Her mom believes the youngest daughter is the weakest. Like, she can't do things on her own, like, step her game up, pretty much. So the daughter pretty much has to build her boost of confidence and do her thing, prove to her mom wrong. So she goes to the house, goes trying to get her daughter back, I mean, her sister back, excuse me. 
And um, that's just to tell her, don't go in the house, you know, like, take her out of here, you know, like, shit like that. And this younger sister felt confused, I don't know what the fuck is going on, you know what I'm saying? And then you have your other story with two schoolgirls, with three, three schoolgirls, excuse me, telling one of the schoolgirls to go in the house with her to do this dare, you know, go inside the closet, where with the roof, with the attic, where the grunge lady died and shit. And, um... So the deal was that when the grudge came out, she got all scared and two schoolgirls wanted to know what the fuck was going on. So they went, they, they ditched her and she finally got out the house. And you got another part of the story when the reporter helping the sister, helping the younger sister of the Sam Gallup's character out, you know, telling her that the house is dangerous, people who goes in the house is cursed. Um, there's a backstory that Kayako was actually already cursed because of her mom giving her evil spirit blood in her when she was younger. Oh yeah, Mama said I also forgot there's a third story to it when a mysterious person comes to Chicago with her parents. You know, I don't know, I should spoil it, but everybody's seen the Grinch 2 movie, why not? Pretty much the schoolgirl that wasn't that did the dare for the two school other schoolgirls to prove them more, but she got scared and ran out. She pretty much went back to the U.S. in Chicago, back home, but guess what? The cursed spirit actually followed her to Chicago, and the Chicago apartment is actually cursed now. This is where the Grudge 3 kind of blows up after part 2 of the American version, but we'll get to that in the next block, right, everyone? But, um, all in all, I mean, I like part 2. I, I, I enjoyed it. So let me say, I enjoy all the Grudge movies. You know, a lot of people beg to differ, but fuck you, I don't care. Cause Bug Eyes is like that, and Bug Eyes love his Keiko. God, I mean, babies can't really make baby. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so, so you got three sets of stories in this. Pretty much all of them connected to the house and to the school. With the with the first story with the younger sister of Sarah Gal's character, it's pretty much connected with the school girl. I guess if you look at the deleted scenes. Maybe it might have connections to it, I guess. But, um, typically how you want to take it. It also has alternate ending, by the way. So, and feature head. But this was features of this DVD. Anyway, the, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, the, there's some death scenes, like, simple death scenes, you know, like, drawing grunge style death scenes. But there was one scene that was so unique that, that I said, like, what the fuck? You know, when the Chinese reporter went to the photo room. Right to check the picture out, you know what? Even though I can spoil it for you, but I want to save that moment for you guys who have not seen the movie. So let me keep the, my mouth shut on that part. But that was my favorite scene in the movie. I was like, oh shit, you just gonna stand there, just get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? And, oh fucking phone. Anyway, so so anyway, when the when the guy died, pretty much the reporter that guy died. The younger sister had to go to the village where Kay Echo was born to see her mother about how to get rid of the curse and the mother starts saying that she was already cursed before she ever did the evil spirit thing on her. Why? Because her father, I think her father pretty much gave gave her to the mom and shit or gave her away I think because she was a fool. I'm like, shit look at me. I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. I mean, am I, does that mean I'm cursed? Well actually I am but it's not like I'm gonna kill you for it. Fuck. Shit. And then you got the school girl cross like I said there was scenes like with the, with the principal of the school which goes to 
she said she went to the house and pretty much she got she got she made a victim of the ghost too because she had become all possessed and shit. Her monster dropping like the like K and go. I was like, oh, that's pretty scary special effects right there. And in one of the videos, he showed you that Ariel Keeble's character who played the final schoolgirl ready to get packed and get the fuck out, you know. That's what she, that's what the reporter she had done when he was in the photo room. She had got the fuck out. Anyway, that, yeah, like I said, you gotta check that scene out. The photo room scene. And, um, pretty much she went to Chicago and who said, this was between the story with this, with the little boy who lives in Chicago realizing something's not right about this, not right about the floor. Now, I was going to an apartment with this mysterious person in the hoodie, which is pretty much Ariel Kibble's character coming back from Chicago. And as I said, the spirit followed her. And uh, and the Chicago, people who have the Chicago apartment end up becoming victims of the spirit, the negative energy, how they, how the okay, go live her life, how she died, how she died, how people died, you know. And people start dying pretty much the same way. Um, you also got, got the lady from Flashdance in this movie. And she, um, Killed her man, you know, with a pot and pan with the arm and the pan, smacking her head, which was like in the beginning of the movie scene, actually. And, um, of course, there's another scene that I like in part two with the hoodie scene, let's just say, Kayako could be anywhere she could be, right? But, um, like I said, oh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Grinch part two. I liked it. It was a good follow up to the American version of part one. And, um, definitely gonna be talking about Grinch 3 next. So be on the look at my next blog and give this movie a chance. See, crunch two. And um I also I got my DVDs from Amazon, all of them, the crunch series, and his crunch three, so I'll talk about that next soon. Anyway, peace guys. Yeah, I'll see you later. And I'll be back. The baby, this okay. This is the movie I've been hearing for a long time, man. And I finally rented it. Okay, like I said, it's called The Baby. It is about a social worker that visits a family that's raising a baby. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing because the concept of this is funny. The baby is about a 21 year old man that is a baby, he has a childlike mind, and he's a baby. And of course, he been abused. But don't get yourself twisted. It's not really a horror movie. They are killing in this movie, but during the end of the movie, but it's mostly like a, I would say a political, psychological drama. I would call this movie. And trust me, it's not a waste of your time because when it gets towards the end, you'll understand more about the movie and the twist ending. How why the social worker never called the cops. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird, isn't it? If she knew the baby's being abused, which the baby have, I don't want to reveal any spoilers on that part. All definitely the ending. Um, the movie is, is to me, it's crazy, but there many cases about older people that act like kids. I mean, some people might find this like a fetish, some freaks out there, but this is like a political drama movie, so you gotta see it to believe it, you know. But it's not a bad movie at all. <laughs> I'd like to talk about a movie that I just saw called Savage Street with Linda Blair from 1984. Um, this is one of those 80s type of action movies with the revenge, death wish type of theme. Well, her sister and her friend got, her friend got murdered and her sister got, well, 
I don't want to be disrespectful towards the sensitive, disrespected of her own will. Let's just put it like that. Well, if you're sensitive, I advise you not to see this movie. It's not gory or anything. It's just some subject matter matters might be sensitive to some viewers. It's called Savage Street. It's about Linda Blair, like I just said, about getting revenge out for her sister's mishap and her friends murdered from a gang mem from gang members. And um, it's kind of slow. It have a lot of. But the movie's good at the end when she gets her revenge, and there's a lot of music, if you did the 80s music like, with the rock 80s, it's a good soundtrack to it, and, um, wow, it's not too much to say about this movie, it's, it's like a typical revenge movie, but the beginning and middle is kind of slow, it doesn't get to the revenge part right away, it takes its time, but still, it keeps you entertaining, you know? Um, for men, sorry ladies, there is a lot of TNA in the movie, if you know what I mean. Like shower scenes and Linda Blair in the bath scene. You know, for men that like that stuff, the TNA action. Um, still, um, Savage Street is a good movie to own or even to rent if you're a fan of those expectation type of revenge action. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp, and let me just tell you one thing: if you saw one, two, and three, and even the fourth disc, which included in the box set, um, I consider this part five to me. It's awesome. Um, the movie is good to me, but because the killing scenes in the movie, they were awesome. Come on, that's why we all watch horror movies for the killing scenes. There is going the movie, some shock value in the movie, and there is a twist ending. I don't want to ruin it, but um, Return to Sleepaway Camp is really good. Rent it. And um, I admit, there's no nudity, there's no nakedness in the movie, just like the very first Sleepaway Camp. But, like I said, horror movie with the gore is good enough. And, yes, Felicia Rose is in the movie. And just to let you know one thing, when the credits roll up, there's a secret, there's another, another secret ending with more gore in it. So, Remember when Craig rolls out, why? This is movie Buffer, and I'm reviewing the movie Pieces. Pieces is one of those 80s slasher movies. Kind of like, you can't say Friday the 13th ripoff, because when Friday the 13th came around, that's when they have all these slasher movies. But I say all these movies, especially Friday the 13th, was based on Galios in Italy, like kind of like horror thriller movies. And Pieces was no different than those type of movies. It was it feels like a gallo movie, like a Italian style mystery horror movie. Like it's more like a slasher. It's about a serial killer that goes on killing young girls in college. And I don't want to reveal too much about the plot, but um, it's kind of silly. But the music is pretty unique. Every time the killer kills somebody, and only there you'll see a clip of it before my review. Plus, I'm going to show two spoiler endings, so if you, after the review, if you don't want to be spoiled by it, don't see it. But it's, the movie has two endings to me, which is very crazy and silly. It's not a big deal now, but at its time, you would say it was silly. But it's a pretty, pretty good slasher. If you're a fan of thriller, mystery, killing type of movies, this is for you. Um, it's called Pieces, and enjoy the clip, and also rent the movies out now on DVD. Thank you.
me movie buff to another movie review and I'm very excited. And for some reason dedicate this video block to Wildzalock over at YouTube. I hope I'm saying your name right. If not, please check his um video blogs and his video page at YouTube. I'm hope I'm pointing the right direction because I'm gonna put the link up. And I'm gonna dedicate this video to him and every martial arts fan out there because thanks to Wildzalock, he mentioned in his one of his blogs that he had the one armed swordsman dragon dynasty version and i never knew dragon dynasty released this movie so i was shocked to know about this and know about the region one release when i found out about this i was like real fucking excited I was like oh wow i can't believe it the dragon dynasty released one armed swordsman how come i never knew about it but well i found it and i got it and let me just say that this movie is beautiful i only saw this movie one time on vhs when i was a kid but now I'm growing up and I still say it's an awesome movie. People consider it to be one of the first martial arts movies. I mean, first modern martial arts movies. But it, all in all, besides that, it's good, man. It has sword, it has blood for its time. For its time, And of course, Jimmy Wang Wu is in this movie, man. I love Jimmy Wang Wu, man. Come on. He rocks, man. And um, the special features on this movie has, is awesome. It has interview galleries, a documentary on the director, Chen Che. I hope I'm saying his name right also. I directed the one of Swordsman and many other great martial arts classic. You know? And one of Swordsman is one of those movies with great storyline, great acting. Me, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the acting, but you know what? It goes with the movie. But in this case, it does have great acting. And like I said, good storyline, good action play, good characters. It's like the perfect martial arts movie. You know, before you see a Bruce Lee movie, you gotta see one of Swordsman. I mean, it's awesome. There is a sequel for the new one of Swordsman. To me, that's okay, but I kind of like the original more, you know. Um, I don't know if I should do an intro for this movie, like, because, you know, everybody knows what one of Swordsman is. It doesn't need no introduction. It's just a plain classic. One word, classic. And one of Swordsman, get the Dragon Dynasty Region 1 release, which I just found out a few weeks ago, and thanks to Waldorak. Wild uh, let me see, make sure I say his name right. Yeah, Wilder Zavak, I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, but I'm definitely giving you credit for this blog. And, and um, what else? I was going to mention something else. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I stopped the video for a moment. Now I remember. There is also a one-off swordsman versus Zadowishi. And I did saw that movie one time. And it is the original one-off swordsman, Jimmy Wangu, versus the Zadowishi character. And sadly to say, it had a sad ending for it for you one-off swordsman fans. But you know, in a way, it kind of pays respect to the homage for the Japanese movies and directors, with, which the one on Swordsman was influenced on, also. And but there's two versions of Hado Zadowishi versus One on Swordsman. Was supposed, to, I mean, One on Swordsman versus Zadowishi movie. It was supposed to be two versions, which I don't want to ruin the ending. One was supposed to be a good for the Chinese version and good for the Japanese version for both sides of the characters. If you're a fan of Zadowishi or One on Swordsman. But that'll be like another movie for another review for another time. You know, I'll try and review that movie in the future if I could get it, because I only saw it one time. But mainly One of Swordsman, Dragon Dynasty, Dragon Region One release, excuse me. Go get it, go buy it. It's a classic. The Invincible Armor. I think there was another Kung Fu movie called Born Invincible. But not to be confused with this one. 
Okay, Invincible Armor is about a guard that got framed for his for the, his teacher's murder. And um, he has to go and prove his innocence. This movie is fucking good. It's one of those punful movies when you have those pressure points and you're like unstoppable. But you know, you always have that one weakness. And um, the Kung Fu movies are great. It was uh, directed and choreographed by Corey, Corey Yoon and also Yoon Bao. You'll see Yoon Bao in this movie also as one of the villains. Pretty obvious how he looks. He has that little mold in his face. <laughs> anyway, um, Invincible Armor, it's only fucking rocks. It's like non-stop action, left and right. Storyline is good, it's typical, but definitely enjoyable. Invincible Armor, Blanted. Own it. Totally fucking rocks. Kung Fu. Unstoppable armor, skin. Eagle claw, much arts technique. Train scene is good. The. What's up, everyone? It's me, Movie Buffer, for another movie review. And I'm going to be reviewing Zaruichi meets the One Arm Swordsman. And I'm, I talked about it before on my One Arm Swordsman vlog that I wanted to review this. And I saw this movie years ago, so I just want to share it with you guys. And I hope you enjoy that little mini clip. So please rent the movie or own it. Meanwhile, you can also own Zadoishi Meets Yojimbo, which is another versus with Zadoishi in it. Um, pretty much, it's, the title says it all. It's Zadoishi versus the One-Armed Swordsman. And it's hard to explain because you know how these Japanese movies are. It's very long to explain it. So I'll try to make it quick and short as possible. Zadoishi fights on the other side while... One of the swordsmen fight on the work from the other side, the long side. So they both both trying to defend the, each other's side. They defending for, of course. Then when one of the swordsmen found out that he working for the bad side, he realized what was going on. Now fast forward it to the showdown with one of the swordsmen versus Adarishi. And let me just say, if you like spaghetti western, well this is spaghetti western with the blade. So this is really awesome to see Zadawishi was the one of Swordsman. Even though the ending is, let's just say, what a pity. But in a way, Jimmy Wang Wu kind of paid tribute to the Japanese filmmaker that one of Swordsman was based on. So let's leave the ending like that. But all in all, there's two different versions of the movie, which I heard rumors of, that there'd be one for the Asians, the China side of it, and one ended for the Japanese side of it. On which side you ever go for, you know? But the show number one arm swordsman Sadaichi is priceless. The fight scenes are good. Not even against them, but even with the other enemies that had to fight against each other. You know, if you like spaghetti western movies, this is like a spaghetti western style. Sadaichi was one arm swordsman must own, or you could just rent it. But definitely check it out. I also check out Sadaichi vs Yojimbo, that which is another style good movie to check out. Similar to styles with the versus. Peace, bye, and I'm sorry this review was short, but I just wanted to get short as possible. This is an action comedy, a little bit of a horror element, but a lot of action comedy. This is a fucking good movie, man. Um, even with the comedy elements, I actually liked it. it um, the subtitles is bad because it's an Austin Shores transfer, actually, but um, you can pick up on it. Plus, I got a good subscription on the movie anyway. Um, pretty much it's about white magic versus black magic. And you got these two bubbling idiots, right? You know, that's the comedy part, running around causing causing trouble, trying to get some money, you know, trying to be stupid. 
and then they will pick you by this um, white mag white magic guy, you know, like a like a Taoist priest told him how to do white magic and some ghosts, you know, all that shit. But then you have the Japanese coming in and yo, this is where the heavy action gets into play now. You got Japanese samurai, you got ninjas, you got a lot of sword fighting. Um, let me just say this is not splice movie, just in case. If you think Japanese and Chinese put together, it's not. It's a really good fucking movie, Ghost Galore, I was surprised. Um, the comedy is action. Anyway, there's like these brother and sister running away from the, ja the, evil, the evil Japanese people trying to get them, you know. And they were Japanese also, by the way, just to let you know. But her brother died, and then she, but she survived thanks to the student of the White, white Towers priest. So now they want to get her back, the, Jap the Japanese people, and they send it and the Japanese goes together. So then you end up having this big showdown, this big fight, you know, it's really good. All in all, I don't want to ruin the ending or anything, but the movie is good. You will not be disappointed. Ghost galore. And I'll be talking as the marathon continues with five more movies, making it four now. We'll be talking about Phyllis Golden Dragon. And after my last blog, let me just do another blog without, without me being the last blog. Anyway, Phyllis Golden Dragon is simple. It's about these rebels that's going up against the maturing government and a corrupt town as they plan on to rebel against them. So pretty much it's rebels versus, versus a corrupted town and a corrupted government. Anyway, there's a lot of good fight scenes, very chopsaki, punches and kicks like left to right. We like those old school kung fu movies with, the, with constant kicking and fisting. This is the shit right there. So Phil's Golden Dragon, check it out. And I did hope you enjoyed my last vlog. I decided to, I was just gonna make it the last vlog after the marathon was over. But I decided, you know what? Let me just do it right away with the what the fuck live moment. So I hope you enjoyed that. And please comment on it too. Let me know what you think.